let's uh, let's jump into uh, last week was a little different. We uh, I had all these notes that I just just kind of I don't know uh, organically just kind of went in a different direction and I felt that the Lord really spoke to us last week and challenged us and uh, encouraged us as well. This is one thing about this class. I feel like you know a lot of times you feel uh, the word challenge is put out there. You know, like set through a sermon or you set through a service or a class like this and you feel challenged. But I think one of the greatest things about this, these types of classes, that I don't know about you, but I feel encouraged. Yeah. You know, especially when you when you sit in a room maybe full of men and you hear them share something and you're like, oh you know what? Well, I thought I was the only person that dealt with that. Right? No, they're encouraged. They're encouraged or if you hear somebody share a testimony like, yeah, you know what? This is where I used to be, or here's where I'm at, or you know, or you hear you hear a message and, and you think, you know what? Like like this, we're talking about made for more. You know, the reality is that everyone in this room is there's there's more to you than what you've tapped into through Christ. And every one of us have that in common. Right? We have that in common. We have the fact that we were, we were all born into sin, right? We we'll always have that in common with everybody. So there's no one, no one on this earth. That you, you can't say, I don't have anything in common with that. Yes, you do. Because we were all born in the sin. We all need salvation. We all need the Lord. We all need His love. We all need His grace, His mercy. We all need those things. So, to say here tonight, yes, every one of us is different. Thank the Lord. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I'm glad that we're all different. It'd be kind of weird if we were all the same. Yeah. Uh, but we're all different. And uh, But we all have something in common is the sin but we also know that there's more for us and for more than what we currently are. So um, through Christ, we can release our past. And it was kind of uh, funny. Actually, I wrote this down before church started as in my office. And Brother Donald went this direction at the end talking about our past. And it was just kind of confirmation for me that through Christ, we can release our past and step into who God longs for us by so, and that's that's when I say statements like that, that right there is for everybody in the room again, is that you have the ability to release your past and walk into what God has for you. Um, some people choose to do it, some people don't, right? I heard a statement that says something about the people that say it can't be done are typically watching those who are doing it, right? Um, so it's the same thing. A lot of times you'll talk yourself out of things, but if you can say, you know what? I can release my past and I can step into what God has for me. I preached a message one time where uh, I was holding on to two different ropes and people were pulling on me. And I, I preached the, the fact that, you know, there are a lot of people that live that life. Like they, they come to church, they get into church, start to have a relationship with the Lord, receive the Holy Ghost, are baptized, and they're making changes in their life, but they feel like there's going to be more to this than this, right? And a lot of that is because they say, well, you know, but I, I did this, and, and that's who I used to be. And, and you have that, Brother Donald talked about, that shame, condemnation in your life, right? Because you know your past better than anybody else besides the Lord. Yeah. Now, if we went around the room tonight and shared what some of the things the Lord delivered us from, I bet there probably a lot of us would be like, what? Yeah. <laughs> you did that? What? All right? So but the problem is there's a lot of people that live holding on to both things. And it is really as simple as allowing the Lord to take the lead. 
and just releasing the past. Because when you were baptized, all that past, all that sin, who you used to be, those strongholds that you deal with, they're gone. They're not there anymore. It's not that, you know, Jesus doesn't, he doesn't, you know, cover up the sin, but he he washes it away. And that's one that my pastor shared that story about his daughter one time. She had a white dress on. She spilled red juice on it. And he was talking about how she was just in a panic because she spilled red, red hot on her, or juice mm. on her white dress. And he said, it's okay. It's all right. And she was trying to cover it up. Mm. And she wanted anybody to see it. And he said, well, Mom put something in the washer. He said, all right. He's like, it's new. And she did. And it came out and there was nothing there. And that's the beauty of baptism. Amen. So a lot of times we're holding on to things that God released a long time ago. Oh, yeah. yep. So we're holding on to things that he's saying, I don't even know what that is. Or you're saying, but God, remember what? No, I don't yeah. remember when. Because all that is under the blood. Oh, and it's washed away. So you have the ability. So past failures do not have to be a prophecy of future failures. Right? right. So we look back and we say, but I did it then, so that means I'm probably going to do it again. No. no. It doesn't mean that. And don't speak those things into existence. No. 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 Don't speak those things into existence. Speak those things into your life. You need, you, need to speak, you need to speak things into your life that are positive Amen. and that are encouraging right. to yourself. And you need to surround yourself with people who are going to speak positive things sure. into your life. Amen. Right? Amen. You know what people's going to tell you? Oh, you're, you're going to be a failure. Was anybody told that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Sometimes you're told that by people that you love and it hurts and, mm-hmm. and you carry those things with you for years. Right? I had somebody when I was a kid told me, they said, yeah, you're not going to mount anything. They said, your brother's going to be the one. He's going to be the successful one. Wow. That hurt. Man. You know? Uh, And it was somebody I loved dearly. It wasn't my parents, thank the Lord. But it was somebody I loved dearly. And uh, it hurt. And I carried that for a long time. And, you know, it was, and and they weren't, you know, they weren't here to, they weren't here long enough to see you know, some of the things that the Lord's allowed me to do. And, and and I say this not bragging at all. You, if you know me, you know my goodness, but I'm the first one, only one from our family to graduate college and to get that bachelor's degree was for me, it was a, a goal on me that I set. And it was one of those things that, yeah, I, I kind of wish they were here to see it. Not to rub it in the face, right. but just show them that you know, through the Lord, anybody can do great things. Amen. Um, so if you're sitting here tonight and saying, well, I can never do that. Yes, you can. Actually, it doesn't matter what somebody told you. Because what the Lord tells you is what matters. Right? You just said you carried that with you for a long time. Absolutely. How do you get rid of it? I mean, you give it to the Lord. Yeah, I know it's easier said than done, exactly. right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and here's, here's one of the things is I... I and the Lord shared this statement with me. Um, I, I was here preaching, and I was talking about altars. You know, and the thing about altars, the altars were, were built for a purpose. The purpose of an altar was you would lay something on the altar, right? And you would set fire to it. You would set fire to it. Well, a lot of times, we as Christians are guilty of coming into, you know, like this tonight, or coming into a church service, or a prayer closet, 
and we, we're carrying those things, right? And, and we have moments of where we lay it down on an altar. <clears throat> and we have moments where you're set, you set yourself free from it. Mm -hmm. And you leave and you're like, oh, man, that feels good. But you come back next Sunday, and it's still laying there. Mm -hmm. So you pick it right back up, and it's back in your mind. Those thoughts are back there. You get those temporary victories over it. But the Lord shared something with me when I was preaching. This has been, this has been years ago. Um, and I said that as Christians, we, we have mastered the art of building altars. We've mastered that. We have. I can get my knees and pray and build an altar. I can lay things at the feet of the Lord and put it on an altar. We've mastered that. But mm -hmm. we fail often at setting fire to it. Yeah. True. So if you don't destroy it, you give yourself the opportunity to pick it back up. And, and that's, it truly is one of those things you have to just lay it on the altar and you have to just truly give it to God and say, God, this is yours. Remove this from me. Set me free from this thing. And it is. It's, it is. It is. It's one of those things that's hard. Because, and here's, and here's the thing I was just talking about being baptized, is our mind grabs a hold of those things mm -hmm. and we hold on to them. We do. And a lot of times we, when we think we get rid of it, we actually just kind of put it back here and things will bring it back up. Yeah. But I truly, I truly believe that when we ask the Lord, we lay it on altar, truly release it. We release it. And you say, let those things go. And one of the greatest things you can do, and this, I think this is a must. If it's something that someone has said to you, someone has hurt you, someone has offended you, then one of the one of the things you have to do, I believe, is to give forgiveness. Oh, yeah. Not for them, but it is forgiveness for us to be able to release it. I think in order to set fire to it, you have to forgive them. Oh, yeah. You do. Even though the hurt is there, those memories are there, I think that when you release them, I think that when you when you forgive them, you I I, I look at it this way, is that for the we get you we put your hands in the pool. I think a lot of times that God has what we need, but we do this to him. Mm, yeah. We do. He says, but I got it right here in my hands. But we we refuse to sorry for squeezing too hard. <laughs> and really I was squeezing for circulation. But a lot of times we hold on so tight to those things when God said, just put it in my hands, I got this. Yeah. But we hold tight to it. But when you forgive an individual of something they said, and that's exactly what I had to do. Mm -hmm. I took it to an altar, and here's the thing. They weren't even here. Right. They were long gone in the grave. But I gave it to the Lord, and I forgave them, and I had peace. And when I did, I released his hands to actually come in and remove that from me. Sure. But if we're if we're holding on, when you're holding on to that, you're holding on to that grudge and unforgiveness, then you're holding on to God's hands and you're not letting him work in your we're not letting him be God. So to forgive and release those things, you let him truly be who he needs to be in your life. And then that's when I showed you this thing, just releasing. When you release, what it does, it allows you to step forward and turn the direction of the Lord to start heading into who he wants you to be and what he has for you. If not, we'll stand there in one place and we'll dwell on that one thing. And here's the crazy part. Like I said, that individual's, they were in a grave. I was a teenager, still dealing with it. And they're in a grave. They don't know, right? And they honestly probably didn't even realize the impact that it had in my life when they, when they were still here. 
So for me, it was like, okay, um, there doesn't make any sense because it doesn't, it's not bother, it doesn't bother them any, right? Um, and so for me, I thought, well, it's not worth, for one thing, it's not worth missing heaven over. It's not. And if we have unforgiveness and, and grudges in our heart towards people, you can miss heaven over that. I don't want to miss heaven over that. It's not worth it. No. It's not. It's we not have worth to it. forgive them that we might also have our sins forgiven. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. And that's the thing is, think about that. We ask for forgiveness from God. I mean, if, if we if we die out daily, we can repent daily asking oh, yeah. for forgiveness. We're asking him to do something for us, give us something that we're not willing to give to somebody else. Mm -hmm. Wow. That, that'll make you really stop and think about it. Like, okay. <laughs> I mean, I know we're not worthy of it anyways, but really, if we're not willing to give it, we've got to be willing to give it. And it's like Brother Donald talked about upstairs, to be Christ-like, to truly be Christ-like, then you got to. You got to. You have to. You know, does it take away any hurt and pain and all that kind of stuff? Well, sometimes those, those things linger, right? right? But to forgive them, you're, you're, releasing, you're releasing yourself. You're not releasing them from it. If what they did was wrong, it was wrong. And that's between them and the Lord. But release yourself from it so you can become who God wants you to be. Alright, um, so you are not chained to your past, but you have been set free by the blood of Christ. There's a reason he went to the cross and died for us. That's so we can live a life that's free. We don't have to be bound to those things. Amen. We don't have to carry those things around through life. Uh, you have a future destiny that is greater than your past and your present. All right. So tonight we're going to talk about potential fruitfulness. Potential fruitfulness. What does fruitfulness mean? It is a state of being extremely productive. productive. Anybody like being productive? All right. You ever, you ever have those days where you feel like you're not... Oh, you get to the end of the day, you're like, can't get nothing done. Last three days, right? There's nothing more frustrating than like waking up with like this, 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 this. And you get to the end of the day, and you're like, it's still there. I partially did this. Uh, you know, so to be productive, it's so the fruitfulness in our life is a state of being extremely productive. Um, so, what does fulfilled potential look like for you? Uh, can you see the end from the beginning? Is there? We talked about this a few weeks ago. Is there? Do you see an end game? Do you see the something that you're striving for? Uh, remember that focus point I talked about? The, something in your life that you say, "This is what I want to be," or it could be career, it could be you know maybe your maybe your marriage or maybe your relationship with kids, father, whatever it is that you say, "This is what I want to be. This is what I'm striving for." Your relationship with God. Here's what I want to be. You know, maybe at the beginning of 2023, you might have said. You know, I want to I want to read the Bible more, or I want to pray more, or whatever. I want to be, you know, I want to be more faithful to church. Um, and here you are at the end of the year, and ask yourself, well, did I stick with the goal, or did I kind of veer off a little bit? Well, guess what? It's all right, and you don't have to wait until January to get back on track with that. You can start it tonight, right? Um, that was one of the greatest things last year that I said right after Christmas, the next day, it was December 26th, and um, I said, I'm going to, I'm, I'm not going to do the whole New Year's resolution thing, I'm just going to start now, and I'm going to start going to the gym, and I veered off with Jack, and hey, I did, there. I did pretty good, 
I did. I mean, I lost about 50 pounds. And uh, I did really well. And veered off a little bit towards the end of the year. But, you know, this week, I said, I'm getting back on. Right. Here we go. Good. I'm not going to wait until January when we get back on. So that's why I'm drinking unsweet tea and mm -hmm. unsweet cranberry juice, if you like that. It's a great mm -hmm. mixture. Mm -hmm. but, <laughs> I don't need any more of that. <laughs> oh. um, so I can tell you what, uh, what it will involve in order to see the end from the beginning. Growth, fruitfulness, and then one sustainable step at a time. Right. This is not something that you're going to look out and say, you know, I, I've, I've been very open to share with everybody here. I had to go back and um, for school, I had to go back and get a GED as an adult. I had kids. Grown up trying to do this, trying to work full time. I was going to college. I was going to high <coughs> college. And uh, in order to get into a nursing program, I had, had to have that. And I said, okay, well, let me go back because they wouldn't accept the homeschool diploma. So I've been doing all of this. And I was looking out like, man, my, my final goal is <laughs> so far out. Uh, it just seems so far away. And I had to realize that it was one step at a time. It was one paper at a time. It was one test at a time. It was like, oh, this is, I'm like, I really wish I had done this, you know, pre-kids. Because <laughs> I had more sleep back then. Oh, yeah. But it's, it's one step at a time. So anything you do, don't expect just to wake up one day and be like, Boom, this is what I'm going to do, and that's, that's what you're going to be, right? Mm -hmm. So everybody in this room, if whatever it is you do for work, if you start a new job, what you do now is completely different than how you did in the beginning, right? Mm -hmm. Heavy machine operator. I'm pretty sure your first time jumping in as a rookie, you didn't be like, get out of my way, I know what I'm doing, right? right. No. <laughs> but now you can probably do it with your eyes closed, and then you're soon. Please. Because you've done it for so long. So, which would be scary. But, so, so we look at that, and it's, and, and especially as a man, you know, if, if you have growth points that you want to get to, maybe the end of this year, looking out to next year, if there's things that you say, I really want to make these changes in my life. Um, start setting those goals for yourself. Like I said, it's going to look different for everybody. But set, set something for yourself that, you know, I remember we talked earlier this year, and you set a goal over the sand about losing some weight. And you're, what, 30-some pounds? 37 down, pounds. 37 pounds down. It was just a goal that he set. He said, I'm going to do this. And, and, and he did it. You know, and I'm sure there's probably other people in the room tonight that said, yeah, I did that. So I want you to think about that and kind of set some things in place um, and start looking and say, okay, fruitfulness. I want, I want some, some fruit, some fruitfulness in my life. Again, it's a state of being extremely productive. I want to be productive in certain areas of my life moving forward, maybe the next year. Um, we will see that provisions for the journey that we're on, God will always provide. He'll always give you what you need. <coughs> and, and I know a lot of times when we say provisions, we like a lot of times our mind goes to the financial. But it's, it's more than that. He'll provide for you financially, yes, He will. Oh, yeah. But He'll provide for you protection. He'll provide for you healing. Why? Because that's who he is. He is whatever you need. Uh, we just can't limit him to just one or two things in our life. But let him be God of everything yes. in your life. And you'll see that the journey will be much easier for you. Um, I want us to look at five basic daily provisions that we need uh, for our journey. 
And these basic five uh, provisions are something that's going to help us reach that full potential. That thing that, you, that you're looking out to and saying, I would, I would like to see this change in my life or a marriage or a family or maybe at work or whatever it is, my career. Um, these are some of the things that's going to help you get there. And one is purpose. We talked about purpose. Uh, we talked about it uh, a few weeks ago, living life on purpose, living life with purpose. Um, hope, to have hope. Uh, where's our hope in? Our hope is in the Lord. So therefore you can have hope. Encouragement um, is, is great to have. That's why I said find somebody, connect with somebody who is encouraging to you, not someone who puts just negativity in your mind all the time or someone that tells you that, ah, that can't work or that can't happen. Just find somebody who's going to speak some positive. I'm not saying find someone who's just going to like blow hot air at you and, and just tell you everything's going to be okay, right? All the time, right? Uh, but I'm talking about find somebody who's real, right? Anybody, I think everybody should have uh, at least one good, solid friend that can speak just truth into your life. And uh, we all we all need to have somebody call me call me yesterday. And just say, hey, here's what just took place. Here's how I handled it. Am I wrong? Tell me if I am. And I knew that I had just full clearance just to tell them whether they were right or wrong. And I told them, I said, absolutely not. Biblically, you were okay with what you did. You're fine. What you said, it's fine. Uh, but the reason he said, well, the reason I called you is because just a few weeks ago, there was something that had taken place, and he called me, and I said, "You shouldn't handle it." Mm-hmm. And it was kind of hard to hear, mm-hmm. but I told him, and he knows I'm that type of friend, and I can call him, and he'll do the same thing with me. But we need somebody in life that's going to be able to say, "You know, yeah, you probably should have handled it differently. You probably shouldn't have said that, or you know, you probably should have treated him this way, or you should have done this or that." Um, so you need somebody that's going to be encouraging to you and that's going to help you get to that goal. Not, not somebody that's going to stand in your way to that goal. Um, another good thing is a positive attitude ourselves. To have a positive attitude, you don't always need somebody every single waking moment telling you that you can do it, right? But you've got to get to the place where you can wake up yourself in the morning and say, there's nobody here to encourage me. I know the Lord is here, but... I've got to want it bad enough that I can get up and have a positive attitude and say, I'm going to do this today. I'm going to put my, my best foot forward, and, and I'm going to make this happen one way or another. Uh, so have a positive attitude about things in life. Um, next thing is determination. You just have to kind of see that stair step. If you just add, bundle all these things together, <laughs> right? Find your purpose. Find that hope in the Lord. Someone encourage you. A positive attitude yourself and have determination and say, I'm going to do this. I don't know how long it's going to take me, but I'm going to do this. All right. Uh, So we discussed that you will come to a full understanding of your personal calling and purpose through revelation. Uh, Revelation comes through prayer, study of the word, and the preaching of the word. Revelation is the result of the spirit of God and the word of God providing divine insight and understanding for us. So there are things that the Lord is going to show to you that you're not going to be able to just know on your own. All right? That's why we have to have a relationship with God. we gotta, we got to go to prayer. we got to talk to the Lord. Allow the Lord to show you things for you and your family of what it is He has for you. Right? So, 
to make this decision, especially a big decision for your family, without taking it to the Lord, then you, you be setting yourself up for failure. The Lord needs to be the one that's leading and guiding us. You know, and it's, I mean, the first thing I did, you know, obviously my pastor, about moving down here, I've shared this. First thing I did was my pastor talked to me, shared it with me, and we prayed about it. Sister B and I prayed and fasted about it. Because we wanted to hear from the Lord. You know, so I heard from the Lord, and I also heard from my pastor. And I looked at him in his office, you can ask him. And I said, yay or nay? If he had said, I want you to. Trust you. All right. You because know, I'm trusting that he's praying. Right. He's hearing from the Lord. Right? But if you're praying, he's praying, and we're, we're both trying to figure out what this is, God's not going to mix the messages. Exactly. All right? It'll be a clear message. Confirmation. And the Lord will speak to you. Absolutely. You know, so we, we need that in our life. And, uh, but that's why, and that's, that's one thing I, I would like to say, I'll just say this, as your pastor, you, you can't always just say, well, we're going to make this decision. I'll let pastor figure out the answer from God. Mm. Right? Mm. And there are some times that people will come and say, I need a word from you. <laughs> but did you know we had a prayer <laughs> and you can have one at your house um, but a lot of times and I'm, I'm, being, I'm being honest being very serious that there's a lot of times that people just expect to get an answer and you know, there are times yes I, I feel like a word of wisdom the Lord will give me and I, I can share that if I know it's from the Lord I'll share it but I have to ask, like, you know, hey, have you been praying about this? What do you feel? Mm. Right? Are we matching up on this? What, what are we feeling? Uh, and if I feel something strongly, I will speak that. But we need to make sure that that revelation is coming from multiple places in our life. Mm. Um, Paul said in Romans 10, he said, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Uh, a few verses before that, he explains how, how then... Shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him on whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? So that's why most people uh, fill a call to ministry when they are responding to preaching. They're hearing the word of God. They're hearing the word of God come. And they're responding to that word of God. We talked about that last week. Why we respond to a message. Why we have an altar call. So... If we're looking for purpose, if you're looking for whatever it is in your life, ask God in prayer, read His Word, and let God give divine direction to you. And then also, obviously, my door is always open. You can come and allow me to pray with you about things. And that's what I love about when my pastor talked to me about coming down here. He said, I want us to pray and fast about this together. That's the right thing to do. Let's pray and fast about this together. And we come back and we come back and realize we're on the same page. This is what God wants. Green light, let's go. Here we go. Uh, <clears throat> all right. So once you discover your purpose, I said this before, I'm going to say it again. Write it down. All right? If you're married, you want to share it with your wife, that's great. She could be an encouragement to you. She could be one of those individuals that says, you know, one of the greatest things, I think, especially as, as a leader in your home, one of the greatest things you can do 
is to admit that you have a weakness. Maybe there's something you fall short on. Maybe there's something you struggle with. Um, you know, it, it's one thing to struggle with it by yourself, but another thing to tell somebody about it and let them be an encouragement to you. You know, to maybe tell them, like, hey, here's my goal I'm setting for myself this year. Or maybe, as the leader of your home, here's a goal I'm setting for our family this year. All right? Uh, maybe you maybe you've never read the Bible all the way through. That's something you want to do, right? The New Year. Guess what? Upstairs in my office, I have a little pamphlet that you can take with you, and you can check off every single day. By the end of the year, next year, you will have read clear through the Bible. All right? That's a great feeling. Mm-hmm. It gets easier and easier every year. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Might want to avoid the numbers, though. Yeah. No need. So. It's, it's something that might be, I'm just saying this a personal goes. Use that as an example. But to share that with somebody and let them know, um, hey, here's, here's what I want to do. Now that we all know what you're dealing with, I expect the men of this church maybe give you a phone call, maybe stop by whatever, a church when they're at church, say, give you a word of encouragement. You're going to be all right. Amen. God's got you. Absolutely. You're not in this by yourself. You've got a lot of men carrying you through this. Yeah. You got an army of men behind you, exactly. right? And then just just knowing that, knowing that helps. Yeah. It helps. You're not yeah. in this by yourself. Can I say something? Yep. When I hear things like that in my situation, maybe it's not. Maybe I don't have. It. Maybe my situation. Dealing with I issues. Yeah. That, exactly. You're dealing with things. You're dealing with things. But the fact is, if you say, you know what, I'm not going to let my... Somebody's only got it worse. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, and that's the thing. But you're not going to let it stop you from yes. encouraging somebody else. Right? Because God's got to If we think we've got it bad, somebody else... Read Job. Come on. Read Job. Yeah. Absolutely. We'll make that our goal this year. Everybody go read Job. Read Job. Oh, yeah. Go read Job. All right. Um, so write it down. I, I, I mean, I'm encouraging you to do that. Write it down. If you want to share it, share it. If you don't want to keep it to yourself, keep it to yourself. But I would say at least share it with the Lord in prayer. And say, Lord, help me. Help me achieve this this year. Help me do this, right? Um, all right. Uh, wait on the Lord. Don't go ahead of God. If you've got something and you're praying, you say, Lord, here's what I want to get to. And you see a, a quick maybe roundabout way, shortcut to get to it, mm-hmm. and you got to make sure you decide take a prayer. Let the Lord speak to you and do it at His pace. God's timing is perfect. Amen. God's Amen. timing is perfect. I promise you. There's so many people I've watched, they, they messed up so many things because they tried to force the hand of God and, and just wasn't ready to move. So move at God's pace. Allow Him to shape you, make you, correct you, uh, allow him to reposition you, uh, knowing and remembering that that your why will be your motivation when the going gets tough. So, uh, the more clearly God communicates His purpose to you, the more desperately you're going to need the Word of God. All right, because when you actually start pursuing something, I mean, I I, I don't know how many people in this room would say this, but how many of you said, you know what, you made the decision, I'm going to fast today. Pastor hasn't called us on a fast, but I'm going to fast today. And you walk into work, and somebody brought donuts. <laughs> uh-oh, uh-oh. Really? Really? I remember when I, 
I worked in the surgery department for over two years in Lancaster. <laughs> Every time a sales rep would show up and be like, I'm buying lunch for everybody today. I'm like, oh, <laughs> Lord. Okay. Save your money. <laughs> so when you make the decision to start moving towards the Lord, um, expect some resistance. Oh, yeah. That means you're doing the right thing. Oh, yeah. Okay? Don't look at it and get discouraged. No, look at it and say, you know what? If the enemy's trying to stop me, that means I'm heading in the right direction. Yeah. Right direction. Yeah. All right, so daily provision number two is hope. Uh, it is impossible to survive without hope. Remember that we are on a journey, that you will not complete this journey without hope. Um, if, you don't, uh, if you don't think that you will ever be able to arrive at the destination, then you will give up during the journey. But hope is what keeps you going. Uh, the fact that it's there, I can reach it. I have hope that God's going to be with me in this. That's what's going to keep you going on those hard days. Uh, uh, Marshall uh, Ferdinand uh, Foch said this. Was, he was a hero in the Battle of uh, uh, Verdun on, uh, during the bloodiest and most desperate conflicts of World War I. The great general is reported to have said this. He said, there are no hopeless situations. There are only men who have grown hopeless about them. There are no hopeless situations. There are only men who have grown hopeless about them. So your hope is not based on what you see or what you feel. It is based on what you know. <coughs> this is why having the word of God inside of you, right? When you feel, you get that day, you're just like, I can't do this. I can't, I just can't keep going. That word the word of God arm. comes up. Yep. That word is your I can do all things. Through Christ. Right? Those words are going to come alive to that's have you ever heard somebody say when the word of God comes alive to you? Oh yeah. That's what that is. It's when you put that in your heart. Like when you hear when you hear on Sunday that a message is preached or on Wednesday night tonight right here, and you're taking these seeds that I'm throwing out and you're grabbing them and you're placing them in your heart. Right? And there's gonna come that time and you might get it a few weeks in. Brother Thompson, you might get in and be like, oh, I just don't know if I can do any more this. That word of God's going to come up here and say, you know what? I remember what was said in class. I can do all things yes. through Christ. All things. I love he doesn't put a limit on it. All things. I can do all things through Christ. So our knowledge of the word of God and the character of God gives us hope. We must resist fear, negative thinking, self-pity, and despair. Instead, we choose hope. Uh, Dr. Martin Luther King uh, Jr. said we must accept Disappointment, but never lose ultimate hope. You're going to be disappointed sometimes. Not every day is going to go your way. That's just reality, right? It's not. You're, you're going to have those days where it's just going to be this little disappointment. This wasn't quite how I thought it was going to be. But instead, it says that we never lose the ultimate hope. That's why we hold on to the Lord. He is our hope. Yes. So there are hopeless situations. Uh, there are no hopeless situations, only hopeless people. So choose hope. As long as God is in it, the situation is never hopeless. Right? Yeah. And he's in all things. We allow him to be in. Yeah. This is why I said earlier, I was showing you here, release his hands in your life. Yeah. You want to do something powerful at the end of this year and next year? Release God in your life and let him be God fully in your life. In your marriage, in your family, your kids, on your job, whatever it is, you just trust him and say, Lord, in your finances, 
We're all trusting you, right? That doesn't mean we don't do our part. We do our part, but I'm trusting you in this, God. I'm going to let you be the God of all in my life, all right? So we have to trust him. All right, um, Pastor Brian Kinsey said this in a book that he wrote. He said, if you, uh, if you do not begin with hope, you will not acquire it along the way. Start with hope. That's where you got to start. So one of the greatest ways to get hope is to give hope. Uh, Winston Churchill once uh, was, was asked by a reporter what was his country's greatest weapon in the fight against Hitler's Nazi regime. His Churchill responded, it was England's greatest weapon. Our England's greatest weapon has always been hope. Just hope. So when you bring hope to others, you increase your own hope and you help them and you help yourself to fulfill potential in your life and in somebody else's life. So as I said earlier, you need somebody to be encouraged in your life, right? To speak hope into your life. You can be that person in someone else's life. Yeah. And you guys have a blessing to work together. You know, you get two Holy Ghost filled individuals working together, and you might be having a bad day. Brother Matt can walk up to you, and he can speak some life into you. But hey, it's going to be all right. It's going to be okay. And vice versa. You guys can have that. You know, so speak some, speak some hope into somebody's life. And when you do, you're speaking those words to them, but you're also speaking to yourself. All right. Um, Move forward a little bit. All right, so it's going to encourage him. Uh, king David's uh, Israel, uh, Israel's second king, was one of the most successful people in the Bible in all of human history. He was powerful, he was wealthy, uh, he was uh, human. Yes, he was. Uh, he was an imperfect man who was uh, subject to disappointment and discouragement. Uh, on one occasion, David and his men returned home to discover that their village had been destroyed. And their families taken captive. We see it in 1 Samuel 36. It says, And David was greatly distressed, for the people spake of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and his daughters. That's when David did something that we need to learn how to do if we we're going to be or successfully navigate this journey uh, with, with this provision number three, encouragement. It says, but David encouraged himself Amen. in the Lord his God. So when everybody had turned against him, here's this great king that everybody loved. And everybody turns against him, they're wanting to stone him. They want to kill him. And it says that David encouraged himself in the Lord. Sometimes you won't be able to find it in anybody around you. You won't. Um, look back to 2020. It was like anybody you talk to, like, everything's falling apart. The world's ending. <laughs> I mean, I just, they're, they're really, that's where everybody's mind was. It's like, this can't get any worse, right? Uh, <clears throat> and I think one of the things for us as, as Christians, as believers, as those, you know, those that have the spirit living inside of us, that our encouragement came, we couldn't get it from the news. Right. We weren't getting it from the news. That's for sure. You might weren't getting it from your neighbor because they didn't want you to come near. All right. <laughs> right? I mean, seriously, it was stay away. And, I mean, you weren't getting it when you went to the grocery store. I mean, I had a guy throw a grocery cart at me. 
because I took too long trying to pick out what meat I wanted. And I got too close to him. I'm dead serious. Uh -huh. He picked it up and threw it at me. I thought, what did I do? Like, it wasn't very encouraged. You know, was, right? I was like, Holy Ghost work right now. Thank Jesus. But there's going to be times that, that you're not going to find that. And you're going to have to do what David did here. And you're going to feel like everybody's against you. But you just encourage yourself in who? The one who doesn't change. Amen. Situations on the earth don't change you. That's the beauty about the Lord. Right. Is that nothing changes who He is. So encouragement is not only a gift others give to you sometimes, but it is an activity that you must practice yourself. It is a daily spiritual discipline to encourage yourself in the Lord. That means tomorrow you get to work and you're having a rough day. Don't expect your coworkers to come up and pat you on the back and say it's going to be all right. It's going to be okay. No. Your boss is probably like, get to work. Right? Do your job. So you're going to have to maybe just take your take your break and encourage yourself in the Lord. Remember the scriptures and encourage yourself in the Lord. And say, you know what? David did it. I can do it. It's all right. All right. Um, wait on the Lord. These are three practices that will help you to, cult to cultivate encouragement. And we'll, we'll close here in just a minute. <coughs> um, encouragement are praying the Holy Ghost. You're full of the Holy Ghost? Pray. Pray in the Holy Ghost. You know, if you've received the Holy Ghost and you've, you've spoken in tongues, you get that evidence that the Bible talks about, mm -hmm. it's not a one-time thing. Amen. Amen. You can do it at home. You can do it in your car. You can pray. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Uh, wait on the Lord. Let God move. Let God do His thing in His time. Receive encouragement from others when you can. And if not, receive that encouragement in yourself through the Lord. Jude 1 and 20 says, But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Pray through your flesh until you speak in tongues. There are some times you need to pray through your flesh. This old rotten stinging flesh we got to deal with every day. We got to live it. All right? Stir up the Holy Ghost inside of you. Stir up the Spirit inside of you. All right? Because when we, when we just let that when we kind of let that just go stagnant, we don't activate it, you got to get it flowing again, right? It's a, it's a river. Oh, yeah. A life is flowing. It should be flowing out of us. Amen. 2 Timothy 1, 6, 6 and 7 says, For this reason I remind you to pan into the flame, or stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of hands. For God uh, gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and of love and of self-control. So pray in the Holy Ghost. Wait in the Lord. Train yourself to wait on the Lord, and you will avoid impulsive thinking and impulsive actions. Um, <clears throat> wait on God. Let the Lord speak to you. Uh, choose patience over anxiety. Uh, it is about trusting God's will and God's timing. And then the uh, last scripture we'll, we'll read here. We'll, we'll deal with this tonight. Isaiah 40, 31. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Does it say maybe? Right? If you can wait on God to move in the situation, if you can trust the Lord and say, God's going to do this, what that does, it re you will renew your strength in your way. Yep. And they shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not wait on the Lord. Wait on God. So, <clears throat> most 
Modern translation uses trust instead of wait, but waiting is simply trusting. All right? When you wait on God, you are telling him, I trust you. <coughs> instead of taking it into your own hands and saying, I'm going to take control of this, I'm going to do what I feel like needs to happen, and I'm going to make the decision without even talking to him because I don't have time to wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. So you don't look back and say, wow, did I really mess that up? <laughs> no. You don't have time to wait on the Lord, you want to wait twice as That's true. That's the truth. Yeah. You know, a lot of times you'd be away just just uh, just another day sometimes. It would have been the time. But we must have been the Lord. God's got more things for us. There's things ahead. This week sometime, write down whatever it is, whatever it is that goal is. Uh, in the end of this year, in the next year that you want to achieve through your life, your family, whatever it is, a ministry, whatever it is, write it down. If you want to share it with somebody, share it. If not, then you just share it with the Lord. And you just tell God in your time, I'm trusting you. I'm going to put my best foot forward. I'm going to release some things that's been holding me back. And I'm going to be a different person at the end of next year. I'm going to be a different man. I'm going to be a better husband. I'm going to be a better worker. You know, a better employee. I'm going to be a better dad. Whatever it is. I want to be better because there is, you know, there's more for you. There's more for every one of us in this room. Amen. Let's close out in prayer tonight. Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to hear your word. God, thank you for reminding us, Jesus. God, that those who wait on you, God, should be renewed in strength. God, that we shall mount up in God, when we run, Lord, we will not grow weary. God, we will walk in this, in this earth or in this world. We will not grow that, Lord. God, we thank you, Jesus, for sharing with us tonight, Lord God, that there are greater things ahead for us. God, there is more for every one of us. God, there are things ahead of us, God, that you're wanting us to walk into. God, help us, Lord, as men. God, to release, Lord, help us to forgive, God, and release those things from our past, God, so we can step into what it is you have for us, Lord, for today, God, we can, for the end of this year, next year, God, for years to come, God, there are greater things that you have for us and our families and our kids, Lord, and our spouses or our wives, Lord, I pray, God, if you would right now, Jesus, God, I pray, God, give us strength, oh God, God, to wait on you, God, give us, oh God, that trust, oh God, God, knowing that you're in full control, God, no matter what comes our way, God, I pray right now. God, we pray, God, as a group right now, Lord Jesus. God, we start tonight praying, God, the Brother Thompson, Lord. God, we trust right now, Lord God, and place him in your hands, God, that you're going to be, Lord, everything that he needs. God, you will be his strength, Lord. God, as he waits on you to move, God, you're going to be his strength, Lord. God, you're going to be his healer, Lord. God, you're going to be a miracle worker, Lord. And trust, God, that you're going to carry him through this. God, and I pray, God, that every one of us in this room, God, that we will be a support for him, Lord. We will be an encouragement for him, God. We will give him words of encouragement, God, throughout, Lord. God, this thing he's walking through, Jesus. And we will help him, God, to continue to walk through it, Lord. But I pray that you will strengthen, God, through his brothers in the church, God. You will strengthen, God, through the body of Christ, Lord. God, I pray tonight, Lord Jesus, for there is more for him than you have. God, we trust and believe that tonight, God. Healing virtue, oh, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, we trust you, Lord. We will wait on you and trust in you, Lord Jesus. God, for you know all things. God, your thoughts are above our thoughts, oh God. Your ways are beyond our ways. God, tonight we place it in your hands, oh, we love you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Jesus' name. Amen. God is good. All the time. All the time. God is good.
Right. Don't forget Sunday, our Christmas service, 17th revival for the Stewart, and then on the 20th, 